God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone that you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. I said when it came time to honor those who had served in the armed forces that sometimes some of us are hesitant to stand and be recognized. I was a weekend warrior. I served in the Alabama Army National Guard. But Karen, I served at the time. We were not deployed. We were never even called out for riot control. We lived in, I served at the time, there were plenty of riots going on around us. And I trained for riot control, never had to serve. Uh, there was one time that we had a heavy rain and places were flooding and we were notified that we might be deployed. We never were. Because of that, you know, when I was growing up, the VFW stood for Veterans of Foreign Wars. And it was supposed to be limited to those who were veterans of foreign wars. Then they opened it up to all servicemen, but not necessarily the National Guard. I do not have a, what is it, a DD-2? Thank you. I don't have one because I don't feel comfortable getting one and claiming any of those rewards. In fact, the first time I ever stood when somebody, Gail, you and I were talking about this, the first time I ever stood to be recognized as one who had served, we were at Mount Rushmore, and the guy called on all veterans to stand, and he made it very clear. And he named every branch of the service there is, including a few I never knew existed. And he said, if you have served in those, then stand. And my wife did to me like some of you have had your wives do. She elbowed me in the ribs 
And I stood up. But I've never felt comfortable saying that I served. And it's a long story. Someday I'll tell you how God got me out of uniform and into His army when I surrendered to preach. It's a long story. I'll tell you another time. Be glad. But I, I wore the uniform at a time that the uniform was not popular. I made the mistake still one time by traveling. We had been told if you fly on a military discount, you have to wear your dress uniform. I only did that one time. I'm talking, we're talking about the days toward the end of the war in Vietnam. And it was not a popular thing. I got home and Brenda caught a little bit of that and she said, do you have to wear that uniform? Well, now that I'm home, I don't, but I had to wear it to get here. A lot of the soldiers who served in Vietnam, I like the fact that the video that Aaron chose about you were worth it, that was a Vietnam veteran in that video. And a lot of those veterans of Vietnam came home to an ungrateful nation. They were spat upon. They were cursed. They were afraid to even admit that they have served. I am glad that the atmosphere of our nation has changed. Amen? I'm glad that we live in a day that we give honor to whom honor is due. That is a biblical thing. But if you look at that passage that, that Todd read, three times in that passage, it says that God established government. Three times in that passage, it said that those in the government are servants. Listen to me, the one who needs to be honored is God. When you honor the government He has established, you're honoring God. When you honor those who serve the government, serve our nation, and serve the public, you are honoring God. I want you to notice, three times, God has established, established by God, God has instituted. You honor God by honoring the government and His servants. God's servants. God's servants. God's servants. Three different times. When we talk about giving honor, to whom honor is due, the one to whom all honor and all glory and all praise is God Himself. The one who should be honored is God. And those who honor God, if you are indeed honoring God, then you will submit to authority. That word submit means to be subject to, to obey like a soldier obeys his commanding officer. Submit to the government. Everyone must submit to government authorities. 
for all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed uh, there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. You know, I think that Paul, by inspiration of God, had to tell the people, the Christians of that day, that they had to obey the government because they were not in the kind of government, the kind of kingdom that we're in. They were ruled over by the Roman government, a pagan religion, a pagan government, and they had to be told to obey that government. We need to be told that as well. I'm going to have to do it again. Sorry, don't know what that's about. Red microphone? Or is it on? Is that one on? I don't know which one that is. There you go. Thank you. We are rebellious people. And it's easy for us to do what comes natural to us. And what comes natural is to disobey. To push the limits. Run close to the edge. Without realizing if you run close to the edge, you'll step over the line somewhere. By the way, I had to use that so I could say something about the football game last night. Anybody enjoy that? If you run close to the line, Gail, you're liable to step out of bounds. And we need to realize that boundaries are established by God and ruling authorities are established by God. And if we honor God, we will be willing to submit to those authorities. But if we rebel against those authorities, if we rebel, then we will suffer the punishment. I need you to understand, God has placed authority over us for our good and for our protection. The authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. The government is there for our protection and for our good to benefit us. Submitting to authority, he says, is morally right. It's the right thing to do. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. If I want my conscience to be clear, I will obey the laws and I will obey the government that God has placed over me. But that also brings us to a question. Is it ever right to disobey authorities? Well, there are biblical examples and there are biblical principles about that. I just read this week a book on Martin Luther King Jr. and his leadership principles. And I will tell you that Martin Luther King Jr. is one of my heroes. 
He was the leader of a movement that changed the fabric of our nation and praise God that he did. Boy, I didn't get many amens for that. I am grateful for the changes that came about from the time of my childhood unto this present day. Is there a time for civil disobedience? Yes, according to the Bible, when laws contradict God's commands, we obey God rather than man. That's Acts chapter 5, verse 29. That's biblical. If the, if the laws contradict God's commands. Also, when laws are unjust, are contrary to the purpose of God. Where do you get that, Lynn? Well, for the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing what is right, but in people who are doing what's wrong. When the government oppresses humanity, oppresses people for doing what is their right and what is morally right, then the government is wrong and it is time to stand against the government. Now, my millennial friends don't get that. They've been brought up without hearing that the trail of blood of the Baptist church paved the way for our existence today. Baptists have died through the years at the hands of government leaders and of religious leaders who persecuted us to take away our freedom of worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ in the way that the Bible demands. I was at a conference in Tanzania. We had pastors from the States. We had some of the missionaries, including me and a friend of mine, Southern Baptist, from Kenya. And we were meeting with a large group of Tanzanian Baptist pastors, Southern Baptist churches, Baptist Convention churches in Tanzania. One of the special guests was a Baptist pastor of an underground church in, Dar or in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. They met in secret because it was not legal for them to meet. There was a stir when he spoke about breaking the law in order to serve God. And the Tanzanian pastors almost unanimously, unanimously said, we will not do that. I was flabbergasted. Have we not taught Baptist history? Have we not taught the Bible? That when the government says you cannot meet and you cannot worship except in a way that we tell you to, Baptists have always stood defiantly even unto death. Are you willing to do that now? Jamie, when I was a kid, we did plays at youth camps and youth rallies where somebody came in, you know, with a toy gun and forced us all to get on the floor. Uh, wouldn't be smart to do that right now. You get shot. Amen? Well, you guys are unresponsive today. Come on, it's okay. Yeah, it's not a good idea to have a play or a program like that right now. But the problem is, that's not being taught in our churches. Yes, God has instituted government. 
Yes, we should obey the government and respect the laws. But when government steps over the boundary and tries to be God, it's time to stand up and be counted and disobey unjust laws and overthrow unjust government officials. I'm not talking about taking up arms. I'm talking about voting them out of office. Use your vote. Be active so that we have a godly government and godly laws. Those who submit to authority honor God. God has established authority. God has established government. We need to respect that and obey the laws unless the time comes that they tell the church again we can not meet. I'll be here. The doors will be open. And you can make your decision whether to come or not. Then, he says, we need to pay what we owe. Pay what we owe. Now, I realize this is not popular, but he says, pay your taxes. Pay your taxes for these same reasons. For government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. Now, notice there's actually two different things that he's talking about. He says, pay your taxes and government fees. Uh, I read about a, a quote by Ray Stedman. Ray Stedman said that the first year that he had to pay income tax, that he made the check out to the infernal government, <laughs> the infernal revenue service. They cashed the check anyway. The second year, he was still fed up, and he wrote the check out, Don, to the eternal revenue service. They still cashed the check. Somebody probably got a laugh out of that and said, that guy's an idiot. He said after that, he got under conviction about that passage of Scripture, and he said, I made it out correctly. We are commanded to pay our taxes. Um, there's two different kinds of tax in that passage of Scripture. One of them has to do with property tax, and the other is government schedules and fees, perhaps even something like sales tax. Uh, it is very true, whoever said it, I don't know who said it, Charles, but uh, nothing is certain in life except death and taxes. And in our state, I was a little shocked when I moved here from Florida because we have income tax, we have property tax, we have personal property tax, and we have sales tax. Then I went to Australia, and David, they, in Australia, they passed a carbon tax, which means you pay a tax on the air you breathe. Only a socialist government would come up with that one. I'm going to tax you on the air that you breathe. Pay your taxes. But there's more than that. You also, it also says pay everyone you owe. Pay everyone you owe. 
That means not only do you pay your taxes, but you pay your bills. Young people, it costs more to live than you think it does. Some of you are finding that out. But you will find. I, I, I think it was our son Tim who came home after his first shopping trip where he was living on his own and said, Mom, Dad, do you know how much toothpaste cost? <laughs> it costs more to live than you realize. Uh, you might learn after you pay the bills yourself to turn down the air con uh, turn up the air conditioner and turn down the heat so that your utility bills are less. Those bills are coming. They're telling us, Don, that it's going to get worse this year with inflation. I hope they're wrong. Pay your bills. It also means pay your debts. Now, I'm not advocating debts, but most of us have debt. It's hard to build, a, it's hard to buy a house without going into debt. And cars now, John, cost more than houses cost when I first got out on my own. I should have bought a bunch of them. Well, I didn't have any money to do it then, but it's, it's hard to get by without having debt. If you have debt, pay your debt. Be a person of integrity. When we pay everyone we owe, we honor God. Remember, in all of this, everything he's saying is about honoring God. In fact, we, uh, those who honor God will respect those in authority. Romans chapter 13, verse 7, pay everyone what is owed. There it is again. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Revenue to whom revenue is due. That's the two different things I was talking about. Respect to whom respect is due. Honor to those whom honor is due. To whom do we owe respect? That word respect, by the way, comes from the word that means fear. It means fear. Um, who do you owe respect to? You need to pay attention to your parents. I, I told my staff after Jacob preached last week that he stole my sermon. It was only one sub-point in his sermon, but he gave my whole outline of what I'd planned on saying today. Uh, respect God, respect your parents, uh, respect your elders, respect people in authority. You need to respect the police. I thank God for the officers, even a retired officer in our congregation. Bless you, JV. I appreciate you. John and Clint, I thank God for you guys. And kids, you need to learn to respect your parents. You need to learn to respect your teachers. You need to learn to respect police officers. You need to show respect to everyone that God has placed over you. No matter who that is. By the way, let me tell you a secret. You won't have trouble respecting those people if you will treat everybody you meet with respect that's that's one of the things my staff i mean we have it written on the wall i will treat everyone with respect you know jerry if you treat everybody with respect then you don't have trouble with that just treat everyone with respect 
We need to realize, and there's a principle in this. You remember when I told you that on the, on the job site, you work as if you were doing it for God. That is a principle that goes through all of Scripture. And that principle is illustrated greatly by a clip from Band of Brothers. If, how many of you have seen Band of Brothers? Okay, almost all men. Those of you who haven't, you ought to repent and go watch it. I mean, it, it is a great movie. In the movie, Captain Sobel was the training officer. Dick Winters was one of the recruits that was being trained. During the war, though, Winters was promoted to major. Sobel's ran into trouble in the war, and he was actually shipped back to the United States to again be over a training unit. Then he came back to the war later on, and the scene you're about to see is when they meet, and Sobel's is still a captain, but Winters is now a major. Captain Sobel? Major Winters? Captain Sobel. We salute the rank, not the man. We salute the rank and not the man. Did you get that? We salute the rank and not the man. You say, well, what if they are not worthy? You salute the rank and not the man. Regardless of your politics, government officials, including our president, are to be respected. I will admit it's been hard for me in jest not to post something about Brandon. And Don, I thought about Brandon. I wonder how much ribbon he gets for that. But the truth is, guys, I have had to realize, and Susan, I've practiced. I am the pastor of Faith Baptist Church, and what I post on Facebook represents me. I'm trying to teach my staff the same thing, and I'm saying to you, you honor the rank, you respect the rank, and not the man. That is a crucial, crucial principle. When we respect those in authority, we honor God. He also says those who honor God will honor, honor God's servants. Romans chapter 13, verse 7, honor to whom honor is due. By the way, what is the difference between respect and honor? The word respect comes from the word fear. Honor comes from the word price or high price or value. When you honor someone, you're placing high price, high value on them. And there are those who need to be honored. Just wondering, who are your heroes? Who are your heroes? We've got some men in our church that are heroes. I've mentioned those who wear 
the uniform, I've mentioned those who wear the uniform of police, firemen. Um, there are men who deserve greater respect than some of the heroes who play football, star on movie screens. You need to choose the right heroes because you will wish to be like those you call heroes. Who is your hero? Who do you honor? When we honor others, we honor God. And then finally, he says, love one another. Those who honor God will love one another. Let no debt remain outstanding except continuing the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Do you see that? The continuing debt. Let no debt remain outstanding. That does not mean don't pay it. It means you can't pay it. Because it is never ending. You have to keep loving. Keep loving. Keep loving. Love is a debt we owe each other. And it's a debt that will never pay, will never pay off. We must continue paying it as long as we live. Listen, when we love one another, we honor God. Are you living an honorable and respectful life? Are you living a loving life? Are you living a life that pleases God?